Hello, everyone. Thank you again for joining our broadcast. We appreciate you watching. And I believe that we're going to say some things today that's going to help you in your faith walk. And I believe you're going to hear some things that's going to take you to another level in your confidence in God's ability to meet your need. Thank you, audience, for being here in the studio today. You know, uh, as we were uh, waiting to begin this broadcast, I just kept thinking about some of those early testimonies in my life where God did things that were unexpected. Not that I didn't expect Him to do it. I did. But the way He went about it was, was just quite a surprise. And that's what we've been talking about for the last several weeks, expecting the unexpected. We read from Job chapter 5, where it says from the message translation in verse 9, he's famous for great and unexpected acts, and there's no end to his surprises. And you know, I was thinking about some of those early days in my walk with the Lord and how that he surprised me in meeting my needs, the way he went about doing it. I remember a time, and many of you have heard me tell this, where uh, God caused two tires to come rolling down the highway in front of my car in Oklahoma when I needed two tires on the front of my car. You want me to tell you the story I'm going to anyway? Go ahead and shake your head. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, we, we were believing God. We were in this old car that was absolutely worn out an old Oldsmobile, O's 98 luxury sedan. That luxury had left that sedan many years ago. And uh, it was all I had, is all I could afford at the time. I'm believing God for a better car, you know, and, but that's all we had. And uh, I'd been invited to come and speak in Oklahoma City. And my wife and I and my two daughters were in this car and we're going to up Interstate 35 to Oklahoma City. And... Uh, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, just believe in God for everything. And uh, the girls said, Daddy, we're hungry. So we pulled off the highway at a little hamburger place, kind of like a Dairy Queen. And we ordered a couple of hamburgers and fries and drinks, and we, we split it four ways, you know. And uh, we got ready to get back on the highway. And I'm on the access road to get on the interstate. And I look back to make sure there's no traffic coming because it, I didn't trust this car to just, you know, get out on the highway immediately because it only, not only needed tires, it needed the transmission too. The transmission slipped. And sometimes you'd, you know, push down on the accelerator and it'd just, just run like it's in neutral and it's in drive. But uh, sometimes it didn't engage. And so I looked back up the freeway to make sure nothing was coming. Well, there was a Firestone Tire Truck Company, truck, that was coming and it passed me loaded with brand new tires. And so it went on past us. I looked back, nothing else is coming. So I pulled up on the highway and I'm doing 55. The speed limit was 70, but I didn't trust those two front tires at 70. So, you know, I'm doing 55 miles an hour. And um, how many of you remember eight track days? Yes, well, we had a tape by Andre Crouch, an eight track, eight track tape and the song that Andre was singing was through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. And we're all singing, you know, with Andre. And uh, so I'm driving along there and we're all singing. We've learned to trust in Jesus. You know, I said, Caroline, what is that coming down the highway? She said, I don't know. Well, it kept getting close to us. We're driving toward it. I looked 
and it was two tires rolling together down the highway in my lane. And in a little while, they just rolled off together on the side of the road and fell off in the ditch. So I pulled off the shoulder. I got them. They were two brand new Firestone tires. And I put them in the trunk of my car, knowing they fell off that truck that had passed us before we got on the highway. So I knew I couldn't catch it, you know, because uh, it was way ahead of me. And so when I got to Oklahoma City, I got a phone book and I looked for every Firestone dealer in Oklahoma City, and I called every one of them to ask them if anybody reported two tires missing from their truck. And every time I talked to somebody, they said, no, nobody's reported it. I said, well, sir, there was a truck that passed me from Dallas and uh, on Interstate 35, and I know these tires fell off that truck. He said, well, son, nobody's reported them, so as far as I'm concerned, they belong to you. I said, are you sure? He said, yes. You don't want me to bring them to your store? No. As far as I'm concerned, nobody's reported them. So they're your tires. You can have them. So I went back to the car, opened the trunk and looked at them and they were exactly my size. Amen. Somebody said, what a coincidence. Yeah, what a coincidence. That's not a coincidence. Amen. And so I went to the Firestone dealership and had them put on my, my two <laughs> brand new tires, praise God. Amen. You know, now folks, when things like this keep happening over and over again, you don't call it coincidence anymore. You call it the blessing of God. You call it the favor of God. You, you do what Job 5, 9 says. You say he's famous for great and unexpected acts and there are no end to his surprises. Amen. Now, God didn't stop there. I mean, you know, we're believing for a better car during this time. And I don't have the money for a better car. And I'm not going to go in debt for one because I'm still trying to get out of debt from all my old business debts and, and so forth. So I'm not going in debt. And I'm believing God for a better car. And there was a man who had a nice used car. It wasn't brand new, uh, but it was very nice, low mileage. And the price was right. And, and so, you know, we felt like that's the car God wanted us to have, but I didn't have the money for it. But the man was agreeing with me. He was believing God with me that, that somehow, some way God was going to get that car to me, that God was going to get that money to me to buy that car. Well, he found out that I was going to Arkansas to preach. And he said, how are you going? I said, in my car. He said, not in that thing you drive. I said, yes, sir. I said, it's got four new tires now. Praise God. You know? He said, well, no. He said, are you, is your family going with you? Yeah. He said, I don't feel right about you and your family out there on the road in that old car. He said, I understand you're driving around town, but I, I, just, I just don't feel right about you going. Go ahead and take this car. I know it's yours. You know it's yours. And I believe God's going to get the money for you. I said, no, I'd, I'd rather not do that until I I have the money to pay for it. He said, I know God's going to do it. You know God's going to do it. It's yours. You know, go ahead and take it. I, you, I wouldn't sleep knowing that you're out on the highway with you and your family in that old car. So take this one. So he wouldn't take no for an answer. We got in it. We drove it. Man, it felt good. Oh, it felt good to drive a nice car. You know, it's not slipping. It's not smoking. It's not rattling. 
Oh, it was nice. We drove that car to Arkansas and we did that meeting, you know, and had a great meeting, had a lot of challenges, but it turned out to be a great meeting. Got home uh, late that night and the next morning I'm taking the car back over to him. I get over there and he said, uh, how'd you like that car? I said, oh man, it was nice. We, we really, we really appreciate it. And we know this is our car and we know God is going to somehow get us the money so we can pay for this car. He said, well, I got good news for you. Somebody came over here and paid for it while you were gone. I said, what? He said, somebody came over here and bought this car, gave me the money for it while you were in Arkansas. Here's the title. Here's your car. Praise God. Now, I still do not know to this day who bought me that car. Other than I know this, God is famous for surprises and God is famous for doing the unexpected. Now, I know people and I, and I, I can just almost sense it in my spirit that there are people watching saying, Nothing like that ever happens to me. Well, there was a time in my life nothing like that ever happened to me either. But that was before I got a hold of the Word of God. That was before I found out that God is famous for doing unexpected things. And God is famous for surprises. And then I started believing that if He's famous for doing that, then why couldn't He do it for me? Amen? If God is famous for doing unexpected acts, then why couldn't He do that for you? Amen? And somebody said, yeah, but that happens because you're a preacher. Now, folks, when those three stories that I just told you happened to me, there were few people knew I existed. I was not a worldwide ministry then. In fact, I hadn't preached a whole lot of sermons at that time when, when all that happened. So it wasn't because I was so well known and I was a preacher and that's why God did it. No. I mean, you had to pray to even figure out I existed. <laughs> Amen. I mean, the fact that God told somebody to do that for me, that was a blessing in itself. God knows I exist, you know, because sometimes you begin to wonder if even God knew my address, you know, you know, but uh, thank God. He is the God who's famous for surprises and doing the unexpected. Now, I want you to turn to this verse, Isaiah chapter 55, Isaiah chapter 55. And let's look at verse eight. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now, notice what God is saying to us. Simply this, he is on a higher plane. <laughs> Amen. He says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. Now, the word ways here refers to how something is done, how a result is obtained or how an end is achieved. In other words, it's how God do, goes about doing things. Now listen to the message translation here. The way you work isn't the way I work. The way I work surpasses the way you work. And then the New Living Translation says, my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. My ways are far beyond anything 
you could imagine. In other words, God is saying, I don't have any limitations. The way you go about doing things is not the way I go about doing things because my ways are higher than your ways. Amen. 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 See, when, when we have needs and we try to figure out how to meet that need, we have limitations. You know, we, 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 we don't think as he thinks, and particularly when we first begin this walk of faith. You know, we don't know everything he knows. I like to say it this way. God's been at this faith thing a whole lot longer than us. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 He's been at this a whole lot longer than we have. And so if I say, well, the only way I could possibly see for God to meet my need is me just, just working at a job and getting a paycheck, and that's just how it's done. That's your thought. That's your way. Amen. But God is saying, don't limit me to the paycheck. Have a job. You know, earn wages. That's good. But don't limit me to your paycheck. I have ways to meet your needs beyond your paycheck. Amen. And if you're going to limit God to your paycheck, then you're going to limit, limit, you're going to live a limited life. You know, uh, uh, I'm the founder and president of this ministry. I have a board of directors. You know, we meet every year. We go over our financial statements of the ministry. We go over everything we've achieved. We, we set our goals for the coming year. And then when all of that is done, the compensation committee determines my salary and Carolyn's salary and any other officer of the organization. And I don't have any input in that. I don't tell them one thing to do. I don't say, I'd like to have this. I'd like to have that. I'm not even, even in the room when they do it. And it's all based on them doing surveys ahead of time of other corporations that bring in the same amount of revenue or income and what a CEO of that corporation, what kind of compensation package he might be entitled to. And they, they base it all on that. And when they've made their uh, rulings and determination, then they call Carol and I back in the room. And they say, based on your job, uh, your duties, uh, your responsibilities, what you've achieved, your many years in the ministry, and all of these different things, here's your compensation package for this new year. And they'll spell it out to us. And it's always very generous. And I thank them for their generosity. Gentlemen, you're very kind. Thank you very much. We appreciate your generosity. We appreciate your confidence in us. And even though this is what my salary will be, they hear me say this every year. They always look forward to it. They know I'm going to say it. <laughs> Gentlemen, even though this is what my salary will be from Jerry Savelle Ministries International, this is not what my income will be. This is what my salary will be, but it's not what my income will be. My income will far exceed this, and it does every year. Why? Because I am not limiting God to my paycheck. Amen. Amen. Yeah, but what other way do you have for revenue or income? God's ways are higher than our ways. Amen. God's ways are higher. I mean, there's many ways that God can come up with 
to produce greater income. Can you say amen? amen? Now, sometimes, now folks don't like this, but sometimes it means roll up your sleeves. Yes. You know, an opportunity might come your way. You know, I had an opportunity one time, even though I'm, I'm not in the paint and body work business anymore, but I still love to do it as a hobby. I don't have time to do total restorations or total repair jobs, but there might be something that something I can do some cosmetic work on or something I can help somebody with. And, and there was a time when a, a, a guy uh, had a car that he wanted to sell because he, he needed money right then. And uh, I was in a position to buy that car from him and it needed work on it. You know, and I knew I could make money off of it if I put the work into it, put a little money into it. And I, I bought the car from him for $5,000. And it met a need in his life. It, it was what he wanted for it. And uh, I put another $5,000 into it and my own labor. I rolled up my sleeve and I went to work on that car. And $10,000 and a little sweat and a little elbow grease and a little labor. And I was able to sell it for $25,000. I considered that an opportunity. Amen. Amen. Now, if I'm going to sit around and say, no, now if it's going to happen, God will just send me somebody or God will just rain down money from heaven. No, sometimes opportunities come in the form of work clothes. <laughs> I knew you weren't going to like that. Huh? Amen. But that's not the only way either. See, don't limit God to that. I, I, I keep thinking about my son-in-law Rodney that time when, when he and Terry first married and they first moved here and went to work in the ministry and, and uh, you know, they didn't have anything. They were leaving for everything. And uh, even though they both worked here, uh, you know, they needed extra money over and above what they were making here. And, and Rodney went out one day and noticed that the numbers on the curb here in our area, you know, in Texas, I don't know if they do it all over the America, but the curb uh, up in front of your house has your address painted on it, you know, in, in a lot of subdivisions. And where they were living in this apartment, he went out one day and he noticed all the, all the paint on those addresses were faded. You could hardly read it. So he went to a store and bought some stencils and some spray paint and went to knocking on doors and said, I notice your, uh, your address is faded out here. Uh, I've got stencils and I've got paint. I'd be happy to paint them. Ten bucks, whatever, you know. Well, everybody in the neighborhood wanted new addresses painted. Come on. And all it took was just a little work on his behalf, you know, spend the morning out there doing it. But I know a lot of Christians, well, now I'm not doing that. That's beneath me. Well, go ahead and have needs. <laughs> but here was a way that God was meeting a need in his life over and above his salary. Amen. But that's not the only way. Amen. I've had times when people come up to me and say, God told me to bless you with this. It might be a hundred dollars. It might be a thousand dollars. You know, that's over and above my salary, isn't it? And the first thing I did is I took the tithe from it and I sowed it into somebody else. Why? Because I want to keep this cycle going. 
keep the cycle going. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. One night I remember I was in a meeting and I asked people in the meeting, I said, I want everybody, and it wasn't, it wasn't my meeting and the offering wasn't going to me. It was going to somebody else and I was just a speaker. And I said, I want everybody in this meeting to give something. Everybody sow a seed. Now, how many of you don't have seed to sow? And hands went up. And so I reached in my pocket and got in my briefcase, got my billfold, and I gave everybody who had a hand up something to sow. Might have been a dollar, might have been five, might have been 10, but I saw to it that every person who had their hand up had seed to sow. And what impressed me was this, because I watched. When they got a return, they sowed the harvest from it. They sowed the tithe from it. You say, well, how'd you know that? Because they wrote and told me. That seed you gave me produced this kind of harvest, and the next thing I did was sow a seed, and they sowed it back into our ministry or to that ministry. Amen? You keep the cycle going. One of the reasons why a lot of people never have their needs met is because they're not sowers. God says, my ways are higher than your ways, which simply means don't limit God to the way you think he ought to do it. Just let God be God because he is totally unlimited. Once again, while you're sitting right here listening to me, I believe the God we serve is thinking up ways to meet your needs. Some of which you could never think of because his ways are higher than your ways. Amen. So the best thing you could do is just walk out of here with a smile on your face and begin to expect the unexpected and be watching for surprises. Give the Lord a shout if you believe it. Amen. Hallelujah. And you do the same thing. You expect the unexpected and be watching for surprises. I'll be back in just a few moments. Are you believing God to answer your prayer? And are you expecting Him to answer in a specific way? In the CD series, Expect the Unexpected, Jerry Savelle teaches us that God is famous for doing the unexpected. Job 5.9 says that there is no end to His surprises. Learn how to get up every day expecting the unexpected from God and experience your greatest victories now. And in his book, Every Day a Blessing Day, Jerry Savelle reveals what the blessing of God is and takes you on a journey of discovery on how you can apply the power of God's blessing to experience the joy and freedom that come from making every day a blessing day. Don't wait. Call now or visit us at jerrysavelle.org to request this powerful combo. Expect the unexpected and every day a blessing day. Start expecting to be blessed in unexpected and surprising ways today. You know, before we went to the break, I was talking about God's ways being higher than our ways. That means that God has ways to meet our needs far beyond anything that we could dream up. And that's why it's important to just let God be God. Amen. God knows how to get it to you. God knows what you need. He knows how to get it to you. And He has ways in doing it that you can't think of. In fact, the Bible says in Ephesians 3.20 that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. 
He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or even think. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 6, the Apostle Paul talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And he says, there are diversities of operations. The message translation says, various expressions of power. That simply means that God has many ways of meeting the needs of people. You can see that in the ministry of Jesus. There were times when he ministered to people who needed healing. There were times when he touched them. But notice, he didn't do that all the time. There were times when people touched his clothes and they were healed. There were other times when he just spoke the word and they were healed. That's diversities of operations. That's showing to us that God is unlimited in the ways that he can meet our needs. Don't box him in and don't limit him. And don't think small. Don't think because your problem is so big that, you know, there's just no way that God could do this. No, we talked about that in a previous lesson. Don't be like the man who said, do you expect me to believe God can do that? Don't be like that. Be like the man who says, speak the word only. So God's ways are higher than our ways. In other words, his ability to meet our needs has no limitations. And that's the reason he's famous for doing the unexpected and he's famous for surprises. So I want to encourage you to determine that you're going to believe just as soon as this broadcast is off, you get up and you make a declaration of faith. I believe that my God is capable of meeting every need in my life. I not only believe he can, I believe he will. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life expecting the unexpected and watching for surprises. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm telling you, you're going to have so many testimonies. You'll be like me. You can't tell them all in one broadcast. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me encourage you. This is the last week we're going to be making this special offer. Expect the unexpected two CDs where we talk about this in depth, expound upon these scriptures where it talks about God is famous for doing the unexpected. Then my book, Every Day a Blessing Day. You know, your attitude has everything to do with your outcome. You need to get up every day expecting God to do something in your life. Jesus said in what's been called the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. That says to me that we have a right to expect God to do something every day. Well, since I have the right to expect God to do something every day, why can't I go around saying every day a blessing day? Hallelujah. Every day a receiving day. Praise God. I expect God to do something every day before the sun goes down. It may not be every day something major, but hey, if it's nothing more than I didn't have to walk a block when I got to the mall because a front row space was open when I got there. Hey, that's a blessing. Amen. That's the favor of God. Amen. So get this special package, order it by calling the number on the screen or write to the address or go on our website. Expect the unexpected. This is your time for your greatest victories. Do you believe God can do it? Do you believe God will? Then get up every day shouting, I believe that my God is famous for doing the unexpected and for surprises. And just watch 
God is going to come through for you. Thank you for watching the broadcast today. Thank you, partners, for your support. And we'll see you again same time next week.